I'm a go-getter. It's the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option. Go-Getter is all about mindset. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats. But it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you, but just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you, and I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. Ride with me. I feel them three words coming. I'm excited. Yeah. So welcome to the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. I'm telling you right now, it's about to go up. Nope, not down. It's about to go up. So, Go Getter. What's a Go Getter? I'm glad y'all asked. My logo sums up my message. One finger to the brain, one to the sky. With the right mindset, you can go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind and it takes blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a Go Getter. I'm a Go Getter. Success is the only option. I know I got some new listeners and viewers, so I'm going to go deeper into it, see? Because I want you to fully understand who you are. So, a go-getter grinds to greatness every day, aims to be the best version of themselves every day, understands that adversity is a part of the journey to success. So we embrace it. We never give up. Success is the only option. Everything about my guest today says success is the only option. So welcome to the Go Getter Podcast with Jay Black. Definitely got to start up by shouting out my mentor program, Go Getter Academy. Very proud of my young kings and young queens with Go Getter Academy. We focus on mental health, goal setting, leadership development, financial literacy, entrepreneurship, community service. Now, mental exercises. I got to ask y'all, have y'all been doing them? Now, for the new listeners and viewers, you're probably like, mental exercises? What is he talking about? I'm going to tell you. So, as y'all all know, we live in a very cold, dark world, and people are quick to tell you what you can't do. But if you look at the word can't, you take T off, it says can't. Yes, if you can't think it, you can't achieve it. But my main goal with this exercise is for you to be the first person to speak life into yourself every single day. So when you first wake up, I need three positive thoughts. I'll share a few of mine with you. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be a great husband. Be a great father. Now, from there, you should be going to the restroom, brushing your teeth, washing your face. If not, we got a problem. But while you're in the restroom, look at that person you see in the mirror and say, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. Now, we got to get to my special guest. So, Elizabeth Chin. Elizabeth Chin is a native of the Pacific Northwest, currently residing in the Seattle area. She is deeply committed to helping others and has been a healthcare provider for the past 10 years. Currently, she's serving her community as a licensed and registered CT technologist. Her mission is to raise awareness about ancestral child sexual abuse. Elizabeth, say what's Hi. up to the people. Hi. Hi, everyone. Right. So we're going to dive right into it. I think that last statement is very powerful and it just probably definitely raises some eyebrows. So mm-hmm. let's talk about your mission and why you chose that mission. Why is that your lane? Why is that your calling? Um, it's definitely my calling because I'm a survivor. There's a difference between a victim and a survivor. I'm definitely a survivor. Um, I am the face of many. I am the face of a person who was abused by a loved one. The word incest applies. That was immediate family. Um, It was directly in my household. So for the viewers and anyone listening to this, 
Um, child sex abuse is really something that's taboo. We don't talk about it. It's underreported. But statistically, the statistics show that, you know, two or three out of every five women have been sexually assaulted by the time they're 18. The numbers are hard to keep track of because they're so underrepresented. Same thing with boys. They say at least three men by the time they're 18 have been sexually assaulted. When you drop down below the age of 12, it's really hard to keep track of those statistics because it's so underreported. Um, and then when it's reported, how is it reported? Does it go through a following system where they tell their parents or tell their school or tell someone? Does it get reported to the police? So a lot of the information and a lot of statistics we have are just not accurate. But when you add the word incest, it leaves that bitter taste in your mouth, kind of like burnt right. popcorn. No one wants to say the word incest, and most people don't know what incestual child sex abuse is, which means somebody that shares my blood, either a parent or a sibling, um, touched me inappropriately in a sexual manner that was against my will, without my permission, and completely inappropriate. So my mission is to A, raise awareness and educate. Educate. A lot of people are under the impression there's only two forms of sexual abuse, which is molestation and rape. Those are two forms, but there's several forms. So first, I want to educate and have this uncomfortable conversation. Um, you are a father. I had a chance to meet you in person a few weeks ago. I met your beautiful queen, and you guys have a beautiful family. I am not a mother yet. And um, I just want people to have this dialogue. I want people to be aware of it. I want people to know this word. Yes, it's a hard word to say. It's a very challenging lane to be in. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. But when the abuse stops, there's still a lot of trauma, a lot of process. And because it's the family unit, it's so challenging because it's the rest of your life you will deal with these things. So the skills that you have to acquire to get through it, you have to learn that toolkit so you can always go back to that tool belt and pull them out when the time is right. So I've made it my mission, jump my in. life to goal you, to talk about to it. I cut you off real quick. I want to jump in because I want to talk. I want to, I want to know why we're on this subject. Where was, what happened to give you the courage to say, you know what, um, I got to speak up and I got to be the one that's going to have these hard conversations. I want to know the exact time when you say, you know what, it's time for me to be out of courage and to have these conversations. Honestly, people would say things to me in confidence over the last four or five years. I've heard okay. different things. Some of them were reported. They went through the school system. Some of them um, happened in their household and it ended in divorce and someone getting prosecuted, going to jail and whatnot. So the outcome is very different. You can't control the outcome. But a lot of times when it happens inside the family, people don't right. believe the child. They don't believe the child. They don't ask for details. And it's like a big cover up inside because of pride. And, you know, just like, oh, my God, what happened? Like, how could this be? Especially when it's amongst siblings. It's different when an adult is involved with the child. But when it's amongst siblings, it's a little bit more complicated. Because in theory, you are the mother and father of both these, the victim and the abuser. And so it's right. really, really challenging. So I just had enough. Someone said something to to me and I was like who's speaking up for that kid like what are you guys doing for this child and they're like nothing like nothing we're gonna pray about it and you know separate them and put them in different rooms and just monitor them but so both people are still suffering no one was getting the help and I was like this is ridiculous and they're like why are you taking it so personal I said because I am that child and then I started mm. to see this trend and I shared in front of a group of people who've known me my entire life only one person in that that room knew my entire story only one person and um 
these people, when they could look at me from kindergarten through college, I grew up in Seattle, relocated to the East Coast and came back home a few years ago. So they've known me over 25 years. They can see that transition where I became withdrawn, where, you know, don't look at me, don't touch me, don't walk by me, you know, like that withdrawn and just like really down, you know, like just self-hatred, just going down because it broke my family. It really, really broke my family. And so I want to be a voice. But what I realized now that a lot of my friends have children is no one's having these conversations. And then sadly, in some families, the abuser has abused for multiple generations. So when that person passes on to when they pass away or something, there's this closure that no one talked about. And now they're celebrating because their abuser is gone. And so I just really wanted to bring awareness to it and help educate and really show children and families that we can stop this. This is something in our control. Like we can stop this. And especially now that um, sex trafficking is so high with children, like runaways and other victims and stuff. If we don't have the terminology, how can we help them? And also to bring the awareness of mental health. A lot of children who successfully committed suicide, it's been shown statistically that a lot of them have been victims of sexual or physical abuse. And they were unsuccessful in getting the abuse to end. So they ended up taking their lives. And anyone who works with children has their own children. That's just heartbreaking in so many ways. So I really want to be a voice for innocence. And I really want to create awareness. And I want to have that uncomfortable conversation. I want to have that uncomfortable conversation. And I got to jump in and tell the story. So I like that uh, at the conference. Right. So for those, I got to tell you how this works. This is how God works. Right. So. I was in uh, Atlanta for the uh, Next Level Speakers Conference. When I actually ran into um, Elizabeth, I didn't know she was there for it, too. We were actually at, at the hotel, and then somehow we just started talking. You know, then from there, I know like a half an hour went by, and you were just so passionate. And then my wife was like, wow, we had really had us thinking, you know? And, you, and I like the fact that you just had the courage, and you were educated, definitely educated. And I was like, wow, that's something that I got to have on a podcast. And then I think, was that the next day, you stood up and you and you uh, voiced your mission. So I was like, yeah, she's courageous. So I love it. You got that impactor. So um, let's talk about the how purpose can like the on the on the bottom of the flyer. I don't know if you know the podcast flyer, mm-hmm. I said goals brings purpose and purpose change lives. Mm-hmm. I think that you are. I can tell that you were so passionate about this subject that it became your oh, purpose. Yeah. And you just talking about it, I can see it. It just lights you up. You know, and anytime that you talk to somebody, educate, I think that's to me, it seems like it'd be therapeutic for you because you're helping Mm -hmm. somebody definitely since you personally been there. It's different when somebody's saying reporting something that they read about, but this Mm -hmm. is something you experience. So that changes everything. So I wanted to know, are you planning on writing a book? I am. So. For years, I've been working on a memoir. This was one of the most challenging things I've ever in my life endured. Um, And I write. I use spoken word. I've done all kinds of things with words. Words have significant meaning and power. And um, every time I've shared my words, people are like, you know, you should definitely publish it. But again, this is a very private matter. This is incest. It took place in my home with my siblings and my parents. This is not just my life. But no one asked for my permission to do what they did to me but when you tell this story you're involving other people and so I wanted to make sure I told it in a manner that truly focused on myself and I had my first piece just published recently um, on a website called 
heard and healed. I actually wrote my story out for them and I'm working on a memoir and I'm also working on some workbooks just for victims as they're transitioning to becoming survivors. It's where you are in the healing process and what resources and tools you have. But mindset is the greatest thing. Faith is the only reason I'm sitting in front of you. Faith is the only reason I'm sitting here. And, you know, I want to be that beacon of light. I want to be that lighthouse on shore when people are upon the waters and they're lost and weary and they see that flicker of light saying there is hope. There is something on the other end of this, but you will face this reality the entire duration of your life for every generation to come. If you become a mother or a father, your kids might hear about this, but how do we keep that family unit intact, recover, heal, and restore, and really help prevent this in the future. So as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to be talking about this. I love it. I love it. More than one book coming more than one book. I can promise. Right now. So let me ask you this, because right now you don't got kids. Does, are you a person that has somebody that's um, traumatic experience as far as a rape victim Um, from a sibling actually. And uh, because of that, they never wanted to have kids. So, no, I wasn't raped, thankfully. I was not raped. Um, A brief part of my story where it's very personal for me um, is there was physical and psychological abuse. So it started with physical abuse first, and it started with psychological controlling, separating me from my parents. My sibling was an adult at the time I was a minor. There's a huge difference in us in age. There's a 12-year age difference. And this was like my babysitter. This is my superhero. This is like everything, the coolest person in the world. And um, it started with separating me from my parents and really controlling what I did and always monitoring what I did. And it came to punishment. Then it came to physical punishment. Um, I was told that if I told my parents about the physical punishment, he would kill my parents in front of me and make me watch. And then the sexual event took place on two separate occasions. One was really significant. The other one was, it was interrupted. It was just mild groping, interrupted. But there was two different incidents. And the second one, I, um, God is everything to me. I made it downstairs and I went to the bathroom and I prayed to God to make me pee. And I prayed to God to forgive me if I killed my parents that night. I cried on the toilet asking God to forgive me if my next set of actions was going to cost my parents their lives. And I was like, just forgive me. And so I went and I told my father what had happened. And the chain of events had stopped, but I was still going through all of this. So the psychological component of how a child is supposed to trust, if you leave your children, you're a father. If you leave people with your kids, you trust those people around your children. Like children right. just don't go to strangers. They trust them. So it's our responsibility to protect our children. So I still want to be a mother. I have some health things. I have lupus. Um, I'm an autoimmune warrior. And for a little while, so I couldn't have children because of my medications, my health is healthy enough So God willing, I find a husband and, you know, I'm able to have children. And so I do want to have children. But, you know, there's a stigma about when you're abused that are you going to become an abuser? Is everyone going to assume that you're going to abuse people? Because there's so much stigma around it because of poor information. So I really want to be that beacon of information and say, no, this is all false. You can have a healthy relationship with your child. You can be around other children safely and stuff. And so I really want to bring this taboo subject matter into houses, into families, into churches, into schools and have an educational system so we can rebuild and empower our babies and empower our families so we can bring them back together and protect one another. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. So I want to I want to talk about um, the conference. What led you to join the Next Level Speakers Academy? I want to talk about the whole experience. 
So Tess, from your perspective, I think it was definitely um, a life changing event. It was Absolutely. way deeper. It was way deeper than a speakers conference. You know, it was, we got it was a spiritual component was heavy there. You know, I seen a lot of breakthroughs. I seen it was my guy. Uh, shout out to my guy, Wydre. You know, the uh, the courage he has to have stage four cancer and still put off his procedure to come down to be in be in the building. And his testimony was man. So, from your perspective, I want to know what made you even join the academy and uh, let's talk about this whole process. So, talking about a book. All right. You write a book. Sure, it's therapy. What do you want to do with that book? You want to get that book out there. Like, I'm not just writing this to get through my trauma, my trauma I've dealt with. Now it's about educating and sharing my story. So when you write that book, you need to talk about that book. So I wanted to learn. I'm comfortable talking in front of people, as you kind of figured out. Yeah, we can tell. Y'all can tell. Y'all can tell she's comfortable talking. I know firsthand she's comfortable talking. I wanted to learn the proper process in becoming a motivational speaker. However, my subject matter is not rainbows and sunshine. It's not unicorns. It's not drug and alcohol. It's a very specific target audience. And there has to be some education on the legality of it, the insurance and liability on it. And how do you talk about this in a platform? So I needed resources and I didn't have any. I just recently joined um, Instagram in January. Instagram has changed my life. I'm, I was way behind in technology, forgive me. And I came across Jeremy Anderson. I knew about Nehemiah Davis and that whole circle. And so I ended up following Jeremy and he's a huge motivational speaker, but he's a man of God and he's a family man. He's a man of God. And when he talks about why he left corporate America, a little girl with freckle face, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. And so I was like, I need to learn from the best. So I'm going to take it and invest in myself, learn the process and the policies, get in with the network and see how I can have this uncomfortable conversation. So I joined May 23rd conference popped up. I don't know if you were on the live. I wasn't even supposed to be at the conference. Let's talk about God and the power of God for anyone who's not a Christian. This isn't to convert you, but I want to talk about the power of my God. I am a Christian. I'm proud to be a Christian. I work in healthcare. I was supposed to be at work. Those are the days I do not have off. I was supposed to be taking care of patients. With COVID right now, we have no staff. If I don't come to work, people like Widrate don't get their test results and their cancer spreads throughout their body. I take my job very seriously and I'm very blessed to be able to have help out people. So they prayed for me to to come. They're like, we need her there. We need her to share this story and really get this message out. So I went to my boss and I said, I have a once in a lifetime opportunity to be a part of this, not as a main presenter, but to be a part of this network and present my story to other people. I need these days off. I got the days off. I happened to be on a live. I jumped on while I was at work because I saw Jeremy pop up. I had my ticket. I had my um, ticket to the general admission. I had my plane ride and I had my hotel. My face is on live and they're talking about giving away seats to VIP and passion. She is also a next level speaker Academy. She's been praying and praying. Her name pops up on the screen. I'm like, Oh my God, passion just won. There's a sponsorship. This guy named Odell follows Jeremy. There's a sponsorship. Wow. This is so awesome. Like, yay, yay. Trauma overhead, ambulance, five minute ETA. All right, clean up the room. Let's get this going. I'm like, I'm trying to get in VIP. I I just need to be in that room. I don't care where I sit. I just need to be in that room. Next thing you know, my face is on that screen and I'm like, Oh my God, like, I just got selected. And Jeremy was like, 
you not only got selected, you're be sitting in VIP. And I just started crying at work. So I flipped wow. my camera and was like, I can't even stay on. Like I have a trauma patient coming in. Like I'm not supposed to be on this camera right now. So wow. God bless passion and I, and we manifested being in that room. So I got blessed with that opportunity to sit in VIP. And then when Donnie Wiggins was asking what our mission was and why our purpose was speaking, I rose my hand and she picked me and I was like, oh, wow, this is a big room and I'm really little, like I'm really short. So I just right. jumped up on a chair, just kind right. of jumped on the chair. It. And, and, she got, and she got to going. And I ain't gonna lie, when you jumped on the chair first, you looked a little timid. I was like, okay, but then that, then that warrior came out and she got to going, she got to speaking. I'm like, okay, okay, I love it, I see it. You know, I love and that, so I love that. The movement was so powerful. So talking about Wydrate and, you know, Shannon Austin and everything, you know, going through um, prostate cancer right now and stuff and already right. coming through lung cancer. Miss Passion is a sickle cell anemic person. She's a warrior. That woman is fighting. So you have Wydrate, myself, and Passion making sure we all took our medications, making sure we have water, making sure we have food. I was in a flare. So I have lupus. I'm still in a flare. I'm on my third round of antibiotics. I've been in a flare since I met you and your wife and um it means my body's attacking itself my disease is really active and i still went and i came back really sick body got worse my doctor's like you need to calm down i'm like this is going to change lives god is going to protect me i'm covered by the blood of jesus and the holy spirit saved people people gave their life to god that day people were prayed over generational curses were broken people shared their testimony so yes this is about motivational speaking but the movement of god really came through and there was a lot of non-believers in there too but just the power of fellowship you have black men crying, holding one another in a room where they've never met one another, holding and hold on, pause right each there. Other. We got to pause right there because that's not normal right there because that's black men. We don't, we don't cry. I have photos of it. I have video right. of it. It happened right, right next to me. And I mean a full-on embrace like that was your son or right. your brother. Full-on embrace. Deep. Complete strangers 20 seconds ago. Then you have right. this passion walking around and she's like mama bear. She is wrapped hugging arm in arm, consoling people, bawling their eyes out. So when it comes to the spirit of suicide, when it comes to the spirit of divorce, when it comes to child abuse, my little self ended up speaking on all three of those subjects and God is good. And wherever this journey takes me, my name is Elizabeth Shin. I am the face behind underscore I am Sun Shin. My full name is Elizabeth Sun Shin. Elizabeth mm. means both of God and Sunshin means obedience. So I'm half Korean. So I'm living to my name's purpose and I'm going to honor that. But whatever God has in store for me, I'm going to be that beacon of hope because there's so much innocence that needs to be protected. And the best way to do that is to raise your hand and say, I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed. It's hard. It's a lifelong journey. But there's other people here who can help you. And we have the power to end this. We have the power to minimize the numbers. And that's what I'm going to do. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And, you know, we got two ears and one mouth for a reason. So sometimes it's good just to fall back and just listen. Listen. And I wanted y'all to really hear um, Elizabeth because her passion to educate. And I could see the calling, the anointing on her. You know, meeting you that day was life changing for me. This is a father just to have me think about some things. And then I love to see somebody that really are, um, are genuine about what their mission is. Like you knew exactly who you are. And then I was like, okay, she had the courage to actually even talk about it. And then I said, seemed like she's really locked in. And I seen like, when you stood up, you got on the chair, 
And I was like, okay, yeah, she's really locked in. So I was like, yeah, so I'm glad to have you on the podcast. I'm definitely going to continue to try to uh, help put a light on your mission because I think it's very, very important, you know. And um, oh, the next question I really got for you is, so what are the principles that you live by? My principles personally? Yeah, faith your and pers- gratitude. Faith and gratitude. So as long okay. as you're breathing, you have the ability to change. Every day that I wake up breathing, I thank God. I thank God because there's so many reasons why I shouldn't be in front of you. And now fighting an autoimmune disease where my body attacks itself, I'm so grateful. Every day I'm so grateful. So my personal, personal thing is gratitude in my faith and just really being a positive influence. So I have a tattoo on my arm that says graceful warrior. Mm. In order to be a warrior, you have to go through battles. Life is a battle. There's many, many, many battles. That's and you right. know, it's like a war, but we're constantly in battle. I have to be graceful, not because I'm a woman, but if I don't conduct myself with grace, my mission is such a taboo, sensitive topic. People will just tune it out. You know, I like to use the analogy of burnt popcorn. Everyone knows what it smells like. It lingers. If you've accidentally right. tasted it, it lingers on your tongue. You remember that. You don't want it to happen again. So in my concept, I don't want this to happen again. And so if I don't stand tall with my head held high and be grateful that I endured what I went through so I can save others, if one life can be saved, every pain that I've ever experienced in my life is okay because God allowed me to go through that so I can be a testimony to others and say, you know what? The devil is a liar. A lot of things happen. Children are innocent. I will keep saying that children are innocent. No one asked my permission to touch me. Who touched me should have never touched me. We were taught to protect each other. We were brought up to protect each other. And so my whole purpose is to walk with gratitude and to have my head high and just really look for my faith. So that's my whole point. Just be in gratitude, humble, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, stay connected with Elizabeth. She's a person that's really serious about who she um, is. This is what I love about you. I feel that you are who you say you are. And I think you just have a positive light around you. So I think anybody that come in connection to you, I think you're going to automatically just uplift them. So I definitely encourage you to continue to be you as you get out here into the world and start going on your mission. There's going to be people that's going to try to discourage you because it's a conversation that people don't want to have. But stay loyal Mm -hmm. to your vision because I'm going to tell you right now, it's way bigger than you. You're going to touch so many lives. You're already touching lives. I can see I can see you're going to be huge, you know, and it's a conversation. All of that. I receive all of that. And just better receive it. Just to give a background to your viewers and your listeners, you know, not to put you or your queen on blast, but you were such a humble husband. And that conversation we had in that deli, your ears were so open and that yearning to be a good father and that yearning to be a good husband and leader of your castle was so apparent. Your vulnerability to a complete stranger who's talking to about daughters and a son, just to see your whole body change and was like, how can I protect mine? Your ears and your heart opened instantly and was like, what don't I know? How can I protect mine? And it was so welcoming and warm. And your queen is beautiful in so many ways. And that conversation was so empowering. And, you know, I'm new to this game. I just threw my hat in this arena, you know. I know yeah. I'm going to touch people. And I'm so grateful that you brought me onto your podcast. You immediately wanted to bring me on. But I am so grateful that you and your wife took that time 
just to have a conversation with me. And I was so impressed by you as a father. I was so impressed by you as a husband and by you and your queen as a team. Because a queen on a chessboard protects the king at all costs. And to see the king really protect that castle and say, you are my queen, the mother of my children. I will do anything I can to lead you, guide you and protect all of you. It was so beautiful to see that teamwork between you two, because I was a complete stranger. You didn't know me from a pan of cake, complete. Right. And I'm coming at you full force with a big bow and arrow with a big topic. And right. you're so and open to it. And I thought I felt that God was telling me, you know, you need to sit here and listen, you know. And um, with me, some people just re- reach a point. They just feel like they know everything. Me, I'm always a sponge, you know. But God was telling me, you know, you need to listen to this woman. She needs to really get this off. And the more I heard you speak, then me being a father and a husband, I said, you know, what you which something you said is being a, the king of my castle. You know, I had to make sure at all times that it's something that's going to really affect my household. I got to. It's a reason. I just believe that there's a reason that I ran into you. So I had to right. listen. So um, I definitely appreciate that. My wife, she definitely appreciated the conversation. And yes, I do. I do. I'm going to talk to y'all world. I am a very, very lucky man. Yes, my wife is beautiful inside out. I thank the Lord every single day. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So um, it was such a privilege to-, to meet both of you. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was great. And I just, I just, I'm looking forward to your future. We're definitely going to stay connected. Um, get the get people your social media information. And we kind of, we kind of led to it, but and you mentioned a little bit, but I wanted to, cause with my wife, you know, she has MS, you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, she's a warrior talk, too. Yeah, she's a warrior in the daily struggle. So you, I'm glad you were able to be transparent about lupus and just a daily struggle, but you're not going to let nothing stop you from your mission. So I want to always like to talk about the process because it's one mm-hmm. thing to have a goal. I believe when you write things down, it becomes real. And then from there, the disconnection from people that achieve their goals and people that don't is tests. Mm-hmm. I believe that every test leads to a testimony. But Absolutely. some people just some people let that test break them down, not knowing if they keep fighting, fighting through that test will lead to a testimony. So let's mm-hmm. talk about the process. I want to hear about for they can understand that when you commit to a goal, it's going to be a process. And it's your process, which you have in lupus is still being active. And you went you went out of you went out of state, you know, yeah. so let's talk about that. So lupus entered my life in 2012. I didn't get my official diagnosis till last year. 2012, oh, wow. I thought I had a death sentence. It cost Mm. me, it's significantly contributed to me being divorced. My ex couldn't deal with a disease that's non-curable. And so I was married for a really long time, the whole other conversation. So I've sacrificed and lost a lot in ways that I can't control. So being a child of ancestral child sex abuse, out of my control. Having an autoimmune disease, out of my control. So a lot of people can fall into this, oh, I have no control. No, no, no. I have every control in my life. I need to educate myself on what I can and cannot do. I know what medications I need to take. I'm learning what my triggers are. I have open dialogue with my physicians and I keep notes. But I have always, my entire life, I pray about it. I write it down, I speak about it, I write it down, I give a timeline, and I've been blessed. So my family had its issues, but I have friends that are like my family and Mm, my support system. I prayed for God-fearing women to enter my life, and that came a reality. And so I tell them my goals so they can hold me accountable and help me achieve them. And I have a prayer warrior circle. So when I need help with anything, 
prayer. When I call you at three o'clock in the morning crying, I want you to pray with me because it says when two or more are gathered, the presence of the Lord is there. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. So then you write down these things and you go back to them. I don't care how many times it takes you. As long as you're breathing, you have the opportunity to do it. And so I've had to adjust my lifestyle because of lupus. I, I have to... I have to accept that my body, I'm an invisible warrior. I'm a graceful warrior because you look at me, you don't know I'm sick. You don't know I was sexually abused. You don't know that I've struggled and battled with different things. You have no idea. So it's my responsibility to act with grace, to put God first above everything else and to be humble enough to say, I can't expect you to know if my mouth is closed, but I want to be an example. So write it out, pray about it talk about it, have accountability partners and give yourself deadlines. In addition to when you accomplish those things, like my book is right here in front of me. I can show you the first day I joined Instagram. I can show you all my next level stuff all right here. Yeah. LLC is everything. Love it. And, Love it. You know, I'm all about branding myself. The name I am right. Sunshine. It's not a common name for a business or a motivational speaker, but like you said earlier, and thank you so much, I am me in its simplest form. This is me. And if I want to share my story and my testimony to help you get through your test and help you give you those cliff notes for you to be prepared so you have a testimony of survival and not being a victim, hey, the only way I can do that is to be my authentic self. My name has purpose, my name has meaning, and I'm always going to be obedient to my calling in life. And my calling in life is to be that light for other people and to help them. So if one life is saved, whether it's a man, woman, or a child, it doesn't matter to me. If I can instill that power into somebody else to speak up and educate the public and say, if a person comes to you, say thank you, because now you've empowered them and you might have just saved a life. That's my only mission. And so each test and testimony, no matter how many rooms I have to enter, as long as there's children, I'm still going to be talking. And as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to find a way to work within my means and allow my body to do it. So if I have a voice, like I can't type on the keyboard anymore. I have morning stiffness really bad in my hands. It physically mm-hmm. hurts bad to hold objects. I have voice mm-hmm. dictation. I can use that now. There's a lot of ways I can do that. But it's about that accountability and mindset. As you always say, mindset right. matters. Mindset. Right. Mindset is everything. And I love the fact that something you did, you talked about... Basically, because I want to, I want to shout out the, another person we had on today. You know, Javon, who's who's awesome as well. I love Basically, her. Said, Amazing. Yes, it's, it's no excuse. What I say, you see in the background, success is the only option. No excuse today. So for every obstacle, it's, it's about when you decide that you're a winner or that you're a goal getter, which you are. Um, it's adapt, conquer. It's always going to be an option. Okay, Absolutely. what's the issue? Okay, adapt, conquer, adapt, conquer. It's the mindset when you say you're going to win in life. So I love the fact that you found. Okay, so my fingers hurt when I type. Okay, now I can do voice. It's always going to be an obstacle, but if you make the decision that you're going to win, adapt, conquer. That's the mindset. So I definitely appreciate you coming on the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. I'm going to make sure I got to make sure that people can stay connected with you. So once again, tell the people your Instagram. My Instagram is underscore. I-A-M-S-U-N-S-H-I-N. So if you think of underscore, I am sunshine minus the E, you'll find me. Damn, love it, love it, love it. So I appreciate y'all tuning into the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Make sure you share this video. The audio will be yeah. available next week on Apple and Spotify and other major platforms. One thing I encourage you to do, something she said, and I say it often as well, if you're breathing, that means you still have the opportunity to live your best life. The question is, are you going to take advantage of the opportunity? 
you know, they say, why are you, how are you so excited every single day? You know, well, because I'm, consci- I'm conscious of the fact that 151,000 people die every day. That's 151,000 dreams cut short. So I understand that every day I wake up, it's a gift. So I choose to open up my gift with passion. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. You know, so, and I understand my purpose. The ultimate high is walking in your purpose. At this point, I'm running in my purpose. I'm all about changing lives. So I definitely want you to find what makes your heart smile and do more of that every single day. And it's okay that if you have to change your surroundings, because I'm telling you right now, when you choose you and choose happiness, you have to cut a lot of things and people off. But Mm -hmm. it's okay, because at some point, you got to choose you, your happiness. Because once again, Life is short and life mm-hmm. is what you make it, but you got to make a decision of what type of life you want to live. So I appreciate you tuning into the Goal Getter Podcast with Jay Black. I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember, only person that can stop you is you. Yes. It's the Goal Getter Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and stay connected www.jblackinspires.com